2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Yeah. Hey, yeah. what's up, NFL yeah. fans? Welcome back to another episode of oh. Opinion or Fact. That's right. Another opinion or fact podcast, just in case you happen to stumble upon this show for the very first time. What this is, is myself, Jeff Hartman and Wesley Coleman. I'll introduce him in a second. We basically break down a topic that's being discussed in the National Football League. And sometimes we agree. Sometimes we disagree. This is a shorter form show, typically 12 to 15 minutes in length. Let me introduce Wesley. Now, Wesley, welcome to the show. How's it going?
4: It's going great. We have uh, records. Um, We have teams in first place. We have teams that are that are 2 and 0 oh and undefeated. That's like right. The Saints. Standard. But uh yeah, go ahead and talk. Real football Sunday games week. we have multiple games. It's at least uh, the, the season really going. We also have hits and injuries.
3: Yeah. Well, hey, before we talk about this since you're a Saints fan I'm a Steelers fan, both of these teams played on Monday night last week. During the Saints game, did they show like a a a split screen with the Steelers game at the same time because they did it with the Steelers game? Now, I was furious. Like, if I wanted to watch the Saints game, I would be watching the Saints game. I don't want to watch the Saints game because the Steelers are playing. Did they do that on the flip side?
4: No, but I've talked to people who did get that. I did not get that feed. I watched the full Saints game. And then I will tell you, as soon as the Saints won, I turned the game off and I turned the Steelers game on. And then the Steelers came back once I was there to support them. There um, it is. So uh,
3: maybe you need to find out with some games,
4: uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you need. I'm, I'm willing to help. I'm a team player.
3: Watch as many as you can. They need all the help they can freaking get. I'll tell you that right now, but that's not what we're talking about here today. We want to talk about something that happened in that Steelers game that is getting a lot of attention, at least locally or AFC North base. Cleveland fans are unbelievably pissed off at Minka Fitzpatrick. They are calling him every name in the book, everything under the sun because Nick Chubb is now done for the year. It was an awful, gruesome injury you know it's bad when ABC and ESPN say, "Look, we're not going to show that replay." Like, think about that. Just in and of itself, how many times have we seen a crucial, like a huge hit, and they show the replay? And they might say, yeah, that's that's tough to watch." They didn't even show it once. You had to see it on Twitter from people that caught it on their phones. Fox would have shown it.
4: Fox would have shown it to us over and over again. <laughs> yeah, man, if that game would have been on Fox, Fox we're, we're just we're, see, we're seeing that injury. <laughs>
3: So a lot of fans, let's let's give the background here. A lot of fans say that Minka Fitzpatrick went low intentionally, and it was just one of those awkward plays where Nick Chubb's left leg was planting as Minka Fitzpatrick's head shoulder was going into that same knee. The human body, that ligament, those knees are not supposed to bend that way. And he's probably, shoot, his career might be over, let's be honest. Like that's the second time in the same knee that he's torn almost every major structural ligament in that joint. What are your thoughts on the hit in and of itself? I'm sure you saw it.
4: Yeah, I definitely saw it. Um, and listen, this this game we've got so many um, rules about what you can do with your helmets and your helmet making contact with other people's helmets. On top of the fact that if Minka Fitzpatrick tried to go chest to chest with Nick Chubb, he's going to get embarrassed and be on a highlight reel for the rest of his career, probably. Um, right. This is how you tackle large strong running backs and and honestly even some some tall wide receivers now it's the one way you're not going to get a 15 yard penalty or an automatic first down by having helmets helmet is having your helmet down by their legs um and you know and there's always some luck involved with um with where the runner's foot is planted and where his weight is and all those kind of things we see things like this all the time and i'm not sure with the speed of the game i let me say I know for a fact with the speed of this game, you can't control where each part of your body is contacting each part of the other person's body.
3: It's just impossible. So you said like, hey, you don't want a 15-yard penalty. You don't want to hurt your team. You know what else you don't want? You don't want to be freaking fined by the league and losing thousands of dollars in a game check. So when you have a player, I don't care if Minka Fitzpatrick signed a very lucrative extension, not this past offseason, the year prior. He doesn't want to lose his money. So he's not going to do anything to potentially jeopardize the financial aspects of his career. And I don't blame anyone for doing that. So they make all these rules can't hit him in the head. You don't want to be embarrassed and put on on a low light reel or a highlight reel, depending on who you're talking about. In this case, Nick Chubb. So you go for the guy's legs. That's just the way that the game is meant to be played. Now. Is it dirty? I don't think it is. You agree or disagree?
4: No, it's, it's not a dirty play. And listen, um, I think that the players are supposed to hit hard i miss the old football with some of the the harder hitting safeties uh, ronnie Lott yeah. was one of my favorite players ever to watch growing up and people were terrified to go through the For middle sure. anywhere with the ball or actually back then you didn't even have to have the ball to get uh, completely knocked out um and, and you know I, I think there's a there's another one we're talking about this which is possibly a career-ending injury how different do we feel about this? If the same hit Mika Fitzpatrick hits him, it's helmet to helmet. Chubb goes out with a concussion and is going to miss two or three weeks. Are are we still calling it a dirty hit or are we saying that's just the way you tackle? Or I mean, again, I think when career ending injury gets put on it, um, it matters. Um, It takes it to another level. How different are we talking? If it's the helmet, if if he does do the other hit that people, I guess
3: are thinking he should have done, which is, standing up taller. So, okay. So we both deem this hit is not dirty. And I know Barry Brown's fans are upset. They Nick Chubb was a large part of that offense and he's done for the year. The, the offense, he was the offense. Yes, Deshaun Watson is, he's not that guy. Anyway, that's all where we're going. I want you to think, and I'm trying, I'm kind of putting you on the spot and I apologize for that. Can you think of a hit in recent memory that you could say, man, that was dirty.
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, and just, we're, you go in college, fr- are you, you go yeah. college yeah. Colorado State and Colorado. Was, yeah, it's, it's it's that's that's the hit. That's the big hit that everybody's talking about. And you know what? The player who got hurt and the coach of the player that got hurt, the coach that looks at that guy like he's his other son, has said, it's a fast game. That guy's not a dirty player. Leave him alone. The, the, the player that delivered the hit, it wasn't a dirty hit. That player ran over there to make a point. I don't think he went to go with the hit to knock Travis Hunter out for three weeks. Yeah. But he went over there to send a message of don't come a, don't come this far down the field and catch the ball. And I think there's lots of times you can hit somebody pretty hard and they sit out for two plays and you feel good about the message you delivered. And then you're like, damn it, I, I look like a jackass because now he's missing three weeks and is probably running the next couple of weeks and what Colorado's special season could be, they're, they're going to really struggle with the next two teams they play.
3: Yes. And, and think about all these talking heads, you know, the narratives, the national media, all these people that want to give their opinion. The one guy that I listen to the most, who does have a very strong, powerful voice, not just in the podcast space, but also at ESPN is Ryan Clark. You know, Ryan Clark played for the Steelers. He was an undrafted player. So he's got a scratch from, and from claw. LSU. From LSU, you're right. bro he's got a scratch and claw every which way when he's with the Washington Redskins, and he goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers as a free agent. He's paired up with Troy Polamalu. Ryan Clark had his share of dirty hits in his time. Ask Will, well, Willis mcgay It was just kind of bang bang, but still, nonetheless, he he kind of opined on this topic because he was seeing Minka Fitzpatrick getting drugged through the mud, and he's like, look. I've hit guys to send a message. I have done this more than you would want to know. Now, the game is different now. I get it. But he's kind of saying, like, what do you expect Minka Fitzpatrick to do if we go to this NFL example? He's not going to be able to completely change what he's doing as a play is happening at the goal line, which is exactly where this injury did happen. And it comes down to the fact that anytime there's a contact injury, it doesn't necessarily mean – that there was a, there was something dirty involved, like the non-contact stuff, like a torn ACL. Like obviously, that's that's null and void. But when you talk about the way the game used to be played, shoot, you go to the early two thousands. That's what Ryan Clark's talking about. You go back to the eighties. That's the Ronnie Lott that you're talking about. Go back to the seventies with Jack Tatum and the the Raiders and the criminal element that Chuck Noll talked about, where he literally tried to decapitate Lin Swan over the middle of the field and knocked him unconscious on the field. Go back to Turkey Jones, picking up Terry Bradshaw and slamming him on his head. And it wasn't even penalized. I mean, th- this is what we're talking about here. So people that want to say that Minka Fitzpatrick was dirty. Well, the origins and the Genesis of this game are far dirtier than what that was. I don't know. You can give your take.
4: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I mean, I believe without, you know waxing too philosophical we need to also talk about intent um yeah and and sometimes your intent isn't what gets delivered but i, I, I we're not saying there's no way that Minka Fitzpatrick was out there saying like i might go in nick chubb's career and if i take him out of this game i'm going to have a better shot where my team's going to have a better shot of winning there, there's no way that's in that instant moment he was like oh damn he got past the line Oh, damn, there's no linebacker between us. I got to go stop this guy from scoring a touchdown. Yeah. And, and that's that's what, what he thought about. He And, and to be fair, I, I get what you're saying. He was not thinking about the fine. He was not thinking about helmet no. to helmet. He was Correct. not thinking about injuring himself, injuring somebody else. He was just, I got to stop this guy from scoring the touchdown. Oh, crap. He ran past all of my big defensive linemen that I really wish would tackle him instead of me.
3: You got to make a business decision. Like the cornerbacks make business decisions all the time. There's a big running back barreling down. You're like, ah, I might have to dive at his ankles here because I'm hey, not trying to get
4: run over. <laughs> we've already referenced Deion Sanders, who was the king of the <laughs> NFL business decision um, before right. Cam Newton. Right. Before Cam Newton took the the um, title from him in the Super Bowl.
3: I mean, you would have to, you're right, the Cam Newton reference for sure. I mean, I, I know you're a Saints guy, the bounty gate thing. Obviously, you got to bring that up. That's that. That's different, you know, and even the Baltimore Ravens prior to that happening, they did open bounties. I mean, they talked about how much they would pay somebody if they took Hines Ward out of a game back in those great early two thousand Steelers-Ravens rivalries. That adds a different element to this discussion.
4: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, so first of all, I just want to be realistic with pretty much every retired player that played defense, and a lot of NFL Hall of Famers have come out and said that every single team they ever played on had some sort of locker room bounty thing. And sure. what got taken out of context is the bounties were never, uh, hey, sneak a knife onto the field and stab this guy and end his career. And hey, we're going to give you money. It was make a hard hit. You know, play physical and it's uh, so and and it was pretty normal uh, in nfl locker rooms to, to to play that way um but again none of those were about yes i think there's things of uh hey let's be honest heinz ward blindside blocked like oh yeah better than any person in nfl absolutely history. he has decleated some large men by 100 sneaking up behind them finding their weakness and Getting lower leverage to turn them inside out while they weren't looking.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, so, and, and you know what? I guarantee Heinz Ward, um, in the grand scheme of things, was expecting people to come at him and was expecting and, and probably wanted to play that physical game. Like he, it's not like he did it once. I was like, oh, that's a bad idea. I should stop this. He did it for a whole career. Oh,
3: and yeah. He, yeah. For
4: real. He, they, they, he, he expected that stuff from the Ravens and he'd probably, you know, once he retired, applaud them for the, 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 the way they, challenged him and made him work harder um and maybe that's a difference too between the the players of old and the fans of old versus you know the little bit softer necessary yeah. community that we we have now
3: <laughs> now i mean heinz ward was probably he was the ultimate cheap shot artist 100 ask, ask keith rivers he shattered his jaw and that led to the heinz ward rule where you can't crack back block anymore
4: it, like literally they made a yeah. rule for him
3: yeah, like, I, my wife was asking me about that the other day. I don't know why. And I said, like, Keith Rivers' feet were above his head when he hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, j- jaw shattered. Ask Ed Reed. They played on Monday Night Football. He crackbacks Ed Reed. And he's all – Ed Reed hasn't even hit the ground yet. And Hines is over there motioning to the sideline. You need to come get your boy. Ed Reed from out New court. Orleans. <laughs> he <laughs> wasn't. So that's, to me, like, the 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 find that like – that, if we're trying to draw some line here of – dirty and non-dirty like the Heinz Ward stuff I loved Heinz Ward why he was a stealer that's why I loved Heinz Ward that was that was pretty that was dirty that was cheap shot stuff you know but he knew that the defenders were going to get him every chance they could so I'm going to get them when I can and then you have the Mankiewicz Patrick tackle and that's what everyone's talking about right now they are so far ends of the spectrum here like you're talking about a, a football play and then you're talking about a guy that's like going after someone else that's two different things
4: so also to like, obviously there's all these different hits that we're talking about in the different rules. Um, Like are, do some, do all the rules make sense? Like does the defenseless receiver rule make sense? If a defender, if, if a quarterback makes a terrible throw, which causes his athletic receiver to jump up in the air and you're the safety and this guy's just hanging in the air and he's about to catch a 25 yard pass. Why can't you drive your shoulder pad into his ribs to where that he doesn't come down with that ball? I get it you maybe can't flip him over upside down, you can't um uh, I don't know catch him in the air and body slam him, but putting your shoulder into the side of his hip or ribs that's a that is a basic football play that when I was growing up you were taught. Like when that guy gets up in the air, I mean you can't go yeah. helmet to helmet that's 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 great that's a safe hit
3: yeah make them pay for leaving their feet is what we were talking. is that
4: a, is that a rule <laughs> that even i mean and those are going to look like sense, dirty right? hits you run through somebody's legs and they flip over and the ball goes flying they get like is is uh do, do, do these rules even make sense and is the nfl just doing this because of i mean is this all just still ball back to the concussion stuff and it really is. Care.
3: It is, man. If you you and I are old enough to remember the Jacked Up segment on Monday Night Countdown where they celebrated the biggest hits of the week. You got Jacked Up. They used to sell VHS tapes of the hardest hits of the NFL. Like they would sell those things, man. Like <laughs> now like I I don't know, it's just so different, you know? We've got Toy Story game, like a Toy Story game coming up <laughs> over in England. We've got Sliming going on in the end zones and SpongeBob's fat face in between field goal posts. That's a, maybe that's the next opinion or fact is trying to target the young audience and what is going on. But still, yeah, the NFL has changed, but uh hard hits are never going to be taken out of the game. You can't, you yep. can't have a collision sport where every single snap of the ball, men, grown ass men are going to be running into each other. It, you can never take physicality out of the game until you just put flags on them. So, and I
4: don't want you to No.
3: I, I like I like football because I, like, I football. like watching yeah, I like football. I love watching the tackle, the physicality. Like that's what that's what is attractive to it. So I don't know. All right, let's put a bill on this. What are your final thoughts on this dirty hit stuff?
4: Yeah, my final thoughts are I, I think that there should be and there has to be some some rules in the game that make sense. Um and the they can't ruin the game though. Um I don't think you should be able to dive through a quarterback's knees while he's standing in the pocket. I don't think you should be able to run past and hit a quarterback three steps after he's thrown the ball, you shouldn't be able to pick him up and slam him on the ground. I also don't think there should be no penalty for my hand touching a quarterback's helmet after he's, as I'm swiping past him while a 330 pound person is pushing me away. Like the, the helmet to helmet. Yes. But my hand slapping your helmet, that hurts the person's hand more than it hurts the helmet. I think that some of these rules don't make sense. Um, But getting beyond the rules, I think that people are being sensitive. I get it. You don't want Nick Chubb hurt. You don't want to miss out on your, you know, number two overall draft pick from the fantasy. I I get all that. I get that's the reason that people are probably really upset. Um, But any kind of attacking of a player like Menko Fitzpatrick or a, a player that's just trying to make the tackle and make the play, it doesn't doesn't belong.
3: For me, it's all about intent. You know, we talked about the Heinz Ward examples. The intent was, I'm going to knock your ass out, is what the intent was. (laughs) Make a Fitzpatrick's intent in that play was not, I'm going to try and end your career. I'm going to try and tear every freaking ligament that you have in that knee. That wasn't his intent. His intent was, I'm going to stop you from scoring a touchdown. And I'm going to have to go low. That's what it is for me. That is the difference there, the intent. So, all right, Wesley, why don't you tell everyone – where they can find you on social media and what you're doing with the Dome Patrol podcast.
4: Yeah, on the Dome Patrol podcast, we're covering the Saints. Um, we also do game previews So if the team that you love is playing against the Saints. Come uh, listen to us, hear what we think about your team and hear what uh, how we're going to match up. That's on the Dome Patrol. Um, you can find us on Twitter at, at Dome Patrol PCAST. You can also uh, chat with me on at HootatWesley13. I'll chat with you about Saints or anything, football, or anything that we've discussed on here.
3: Perfect. And you can find my work with the Pittsburgh Steelers at Steel Curtain Network. You can find me on Twitter at Jay Hartman, H A R T M A N underscore P I T. And by the way, in case you forget something, like, oh, I forgot what the name of that was, or I want to find that podcast, go to fansfirstsports.com. You go to the NFL, click on the tab of the team that you want to find. If we have a podcast, you will see it there. So you can find the Saints podcast, the Steelers podcast, all in one spot. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Wesley, as always, thanks for your time, man. Until next time, take it easy. Thanks, sir. Are-